seats. Just take your seats this morning. How you doing, by the way? My name is Mark Bird, and I want to introduce you to the best decision I've made in my life. She's lovely. She's beautiful. She's amazing. Okay. She's talented. She's incredible. My wife, Pumpkin Bird. Good morning, Metro. All right, so if you haven't noticed, we are here this morning to honor Bishop Johnson as the master of marriage. Let's give it up, let's give it up. There have been many couples whom he has wed, influenced, had oversight, insight into their lives, um, including us. Yes. We could not be more honored to be here this morning hosting. I cannot believe that we're doing this. <laughs> I, wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought we would be up here <laughs> years ago. Um, all right, so we're going to start off this program this morning, um, and we're going to honor the most recent married couple by, by Bishop Johnson, okay? All right, so if anybody, any couples that's been married for five years or less, stand, please. Five years or less. Five years or less by Bishop Johnson. By Bishop Johnson. And he married you five years or less, and we're standing too. All right, good, good, good. So if you have been married four years or less, remain standing. So if you're married over five years, okay. All right, all right. So if you've been married... We were three and a half. Three and a half years <laughs> or less, still staying, okay? All right. Uh-oh, we're getting down to nitty-gritty. All right, if you've been married for three years or less, remain standing. Uh-oh, okay. All right, if you've been married for two years or less by Bishop Johnson, remain standing. Y'all still standing? Y'all been married for two years? <laughs> It's, it's two and a quarter. <laughs> All right. If you've been married for less than a year, for a year or less, by Bishop Johnson, remain standing. Woo! Uh, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Hallelujah. On behalf of Bishop Johnson and Lady Carolyn, we would like to present to you um, a date night on, on us. All right. Enjoy. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Yes. Yeah. Can you please let us know who you are? I'm Andy, and this is Chris, and we've been married for three weeks. <laughs> and not one hiccup yet. All right, so for those who have been married over 25 years, keep standing. Married, married by Bishop Johnson, 25 years, Bishop Johnson. 25 years or longer. Or longer. All right, how about 30 years or more? Keep standing. Wow. 35 years or more, keep standing. Wow. 37 years or more. Keep standing. Okay, so we got two, 
Okay. Two couples. Okay. 38. Oh. Okay, stand back up. Stand back up. Stand back up. Okay, okay. Uh, so how long have you been married? Uh, <laughs> Herbert and Sister Beverly. Okay. 37 years and 10 months. And, and you, sir? You, sir? <laughs> okay, well, by default, 37 years and 10 months, you all Who win. Wins? Congratulations, on, Sister Beverly. <laughs> you still, you got to come down, and you got to come down and tell who you are. <laughs> yes. On behalf of Metro City, here's... A date night. A date night. And if you can. Uh, we are Herbert and Beverly Wynn. We're deacons here in the house and been under this leadership for more than 37 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. 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 There's a lot of love in this place. I love it. Okay, now we're going to go on to tithes and offerings. Uh, Lee and Brenda, if you would come to the stage or. The Sanders. To, the Sanders. The Let's welcome the Sanders. In this house. Hey, how y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm Lee. This is Brenda. It's my lovely wife. We want to talk. We want to take up tithes and offering this morning. But I wanted to share with you. Huh? Are you on that? Okay. Now you so you can't introduce me to Oh, I'm sorry. This, I wanted to introduce you, uh, Brenda's son. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> This is Austin, our last born. <laughs> I just wanted to share a few things with you before we got started. The difference between the tithes and offering. Tithes is the tenth. And when I think about tithing, I think about what uh, related to what Dr. Weaver had said to us about the promises. And one of the promises of tithing is God promised to open up the windows of heaven. God promised, right, to rebuke the devourer for our sake. He promised that. And, I, and, I, and when, I'm, when, I'm, when I think about those promises, I think about how important the tithe is to us as a family and as a household. Our wealth our wealth is not measured by what we have. Our wealth is measured by what we can give. That's wealth. So if I ever have a problem, I would like to have the problem of wondering what I can give away. That's the problem I would like to have. And I noticed that whenever Lady Carolyn comes up and she talks about the tithing, I see some people swarming around in their seat. I see some people backing up. But you need to be reminded of something. Jesus always talked about money. Jesus talked about money a lot. 
the only thing that Jesus talked about more than money was the kingdom of God. And even when he talked about the kingdom of God, he dealt with money. So I wanted to encourage you that get tithes and offering is a promise to us. And the way you participate in the tithing, the way you participate in the promise is that you participate in the tithing. So I want to be part of the promise. So that's why we tithe as a family, because we want to remember the promise. And last but not least, the last thing I want to say is I'm at a place in my life. We're at a place in our life. I know I'm at a place in my life where I'm tired of questioning the character of God. I no longer want to question his character. I want to do what he said. I want to obey him. Amen? Good, good morning. Good morning. Um, so how many of you all want to uh, know about the benefits? I'm a, I'm a very practical kind of person. And so when Lee talks about, you know, the difference between tithing and giving, you know, I want to know, so what's, what's in it for me? You know, so... Uh, <laughs> What am I going to get from it? So, um, and Lee talked about, a, but there's a few things that um, come to mind. Um, number one, it demonstrates that we put God first in our life. Um, number two, it brings order to our life and to our finances. Um, number three, it stretches our faith and Number four, it reminds us that we're not in control and that God is ultimately in control. Um, those four points um, have been key in Leonar's development spiritually as well as financially in our advancement. Um, one of the things that has really um, been key to us is being examples for our family, for our children. And as we have strived to be that for our children, we've demonstrated tithing, offering, giving. Um, I want to bring Austin so that he can, as our youngest, speak to you a real life testimony as to what's really going on. Um, I'd like to bring Austin forward. How you doing, Metro? Um, I guess I can, I'm, I'm here to speak about the immediate blessings from tithing and offering. Um, I can say basically before Encounter, which was maybe a month ago, maybe, I believe so, um, I've struggled mightily in giving and tithing, and I also saw how it correlated within my life as I struggled with uh, financially and you know, in other ways also. Um, but I don't remember who it was that came up here and they were talking about the, one, the widow with the two tenants, I believe. And um, it really stuck with me because I kind of related with it because I didn't have that much to give anyway. So I kind of put it in my mind, well, if I give this much, you know, I'm gonna get this back in return. So if I give this little, I'm only gonna get a little bit, so I might as well not even give, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I had a change of heart and change of mindset where, you know, anything I wanted, 
I had to believe in God for it. And I gave everything to God and made sure that my heart was actually in it. So whatever I did give, whether it was a penny, a dollar, $10, $100, you know, I knew God was going to take it and run it over the cup, you know, in, in a sense of he was going to give me more and some. Um, I think it was about three weeks ago, my mom was asking me to write goals for each month, each week. And um, I wrote a goal for the month of October that I wanted 800 to $1,000 saved by the end of the month. That's roughly, that's what I wanted each month. And um, God blessed me, you know, thank the Lord. He, he blessed me with that in a week's time. And uh, yeah. I was, I was very much surprised because also I've heard the story before I don't, and I don't know where it is in the Bible, but um, I, I tested God because I, I, really, I really tested him because I was like, look, I got, look, I got some stuff I want, man. So, you know, <laughs> I, I really tested him and um, he came through in a way that was very miraculous. And so I, this is a testimony and a blessing to that. So today, let us test, let us test, let us test, let us test him and see that he won't do what he said. If God decided right now at this particular moment not to do anything else, he's already done what he said. Let us just come forth. Let's begin to uh, get ready to give our tithes and offerings. All right. Okay, so we couldn't possibly honor Bishop Johnson as the master of marriage without lifting up, honoring, showing homage to this wonderful lady of God, your spiritual mother of this house, who have oversight and insight. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Because she will put, your, put a finger right on where you're where, where you messing up there. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. Uh, my leader, I call her Mama. I call her Lady C. I call her Miss Johnson. Depends on what I'm going to text about. <laughs> what I'm about to ask her. <laughs> well, we're going bring to bring to the stage, if you could stand and welcome the first and only lady of this house, Lady Carolyn Ann Johnson. that pulpit over here I'm not gonna preach to you I'm gonna tell stories is that all right so at least give your neighbor a high five and tell him I'm so glad you came today <laughs> and you can have your seat What a great day to be alive, considering the alternative, yeah? 
the first week of October, we honored Bishop Johnson as the businessman. And there were two bona fide millionaires that came back to say thank you for sharing and uh, imparting wisdom into our lives and giving us principles that we could implement. And there was a third that was supposed to be here, but his dad had surgery that uh, weekend and he was not here. You'll hear from him a little later. The second week, we um, honored Bishop Johnson, you remember, as, say it again, the apostle, yes. And we showed you the, the pastors that he's connected to and we talked about his, the honor here in the city and we gave you all his credentials and um, told you about his ordination and we showed you pictures of uh, all the um, 70, actually it was 20 elders that he ordained and over 72 deacons and his influence throughout the country, not just here in Atlanta. And then this week we decided that we would honor Bishop Johnson, the marriage master or the master of marriage. Because through the years he has married hundreds of couples. That was just the tip of the iceberg that you saw. I think there were altogether right at about 70 couples that we showed and we missed a lot more. But either he counseled them or he married them. And um, that is one of his passions. This church has been used and has been in many, many pictures as the place where the Lord connected uh, you. And it is one of the things that we um, love to do, and that is perform marriages, and not only marriage, but pre-married. So I'm going to talk uh, to you this morning just a little bit about uh, what he has taught us as the marriage master. First of all, um, we have what we call premarital um, qualifications. And I wanted to just share with you kind of the backstory of some of these things and how they came about. Um, we require that if, if couples are getting married, that they have uh, parental consent. Now, some people frown on that and they say, well, what do my parents have to do with it? Well, we believe that uh, parents have an investment in the future family. And so, um, who would give a bride away? A father, right? And so, the father needs to have known and been involved in the choice of those um, two that are coming together. So we ask for parental consent. The second thing, we ask literally, boldly, for a credit report. Because Bishop and I have watched uh, faces as, be, because we didn't require this a long time ago, we watched the face of young brides or young men who didn't realize that when they married them, they married their credit report. And when they went to go get a house or an apartment or whatever, uh-huh, and the credit report of that particular person 
uh, on either side was not as good as it needed to have been, and oh, what a disappointment. And they started out at odds. So we thought, you know, let's help them and let's l make them aware of all those things. The third thing is we boldly ask for a police report and a background check. Yes, we do. And because, now see, we learned these lessons the hard way. We married a couple way back when that we didn't, she didn't know that he had previous children and she didn't know that he had a record. And uh, then, you know, sadly after their marriage and them saying I do, then these things begin to pop up and uh, it wasn't a pleasant situation. So we said, you know what, let's get all that stuff out in the premarital. And the fourth thing that we asked for, this is in the, the beginning before we even talk to them and begin to counsel them. The fourth thing is we asked for a medical exam with an AIDS test. Oh, yes, we did. Now, let me tell you how that came about. We actually had a young couple who wanted to get married and the father of that bride did not approve of our premarital counseling and had been here for many years and said, oh, my daughter don't need all that. I'm just going to go ahead and they're going to get married. And we actually, I don't, we didn't marry them. And they went, I don't know, Justice the Peace or someone else married them. Well, shortly after that, we f they found out that he was HIV positive and he, she contracted it and she died. And then shortly after he died as well. And we said, no matter how people frown on it, we're going to make sure that we put all the cards on the table. It's their choice whether they marry or not, but at least in the premarital process, they will be aware of what they're facing. Amen? So he has stuck to, those, stuck to his guns about those things, and um, it has been a successful time. Many of you are here today, and you're still married because of the principles that were shared uh, along the way. Now, I want to tell you a couple of uh, funny stories because I see a couple of people here that... Um, actually this happened to, I thought I saw, uh, there's a couple um, that uh, they were getting ready to be married and uh, she decided that she was going to have her um, wedding dress, no, she had her wedding dress but all of the bridesmaids dresses were being made by a lady here in the city and um, the lady said, oh, I'll be there on time and I'll make sure that everything is fitted and the bridesmaids were from out of town. They were from Louisiana, actually. And she just took all the measurements and how many of you know, if you're a, a great tailor and seamstress, you know, you can trust that because if they go by the measurements and all, everything, yeah, yeah it's fine if it's a trusted uh, seamstress. Well, she trusted her and uh, we went forward that day 
And when we got into the sanctuary, the bride was in the, back at, in the bridal room and waiting. And about mm, an hour before the wedding, she was a, bride was a little nervous, like the dresses haven't arrived yet. And we were like, no, dresses aren't here yet. And then it was 30 minutes before the wedding. Then it was the wedding time. And then it was 30 minutes after the time. And then it was an hour after the time. And I swung into full-fledged Lady C. And I sent one of our deacons to the house of the woman. And when she got there, she saw some of the patterns for the dress not even cut out yet. So she called me back and she said, this is what I found out. So I was like, what else gonna do? <laughs> so her colors were, I believe, beige and something else. And you know how people honor the bride and they come with the colors, you know? Well, there were a lot of beautiful ladies that day that wore beige dresses. And so I discreetly went into the audience and I in my mind said, you're about the size of that, of that sister, and she's about the size of that one. Tell her, 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 and her to come back here, please. And what I did was, you know what I did. I stripped those four girls, and they exchanged clothes, and we had ourselves a wedding with four beautiful bridesmaids. Sometimes things don't always go like you plan them. But I want you to know that Bishop and I have been committed for a long time that our marriages would be successful from the ceremony all the way to um, them actually living together and having a successful marriage. There's another gentleman that's here today. I only remember one time Bishop being late for a wedding. And uh, <laughs> at that time, he had a motorcycle. How many of you remember Bishop's motorcycle? Well, that particular day, we were just, you know, cooling out. We were chilling and having a good time at the house and we got a call and uh, the gentleman said bishop are you on your way and his eyes got big and he was like M on my way and he turned to me and he was like oh my god what time is it he almost missed the whole wedding but graciously he flew on his motorcycle all the way from our house to the church here, and he was uh, there, and he was met outside with a few burly, big old guys outside, pretty threatening, you know. In fact, they were football players, weren't they? Uh, Willie Blackwell, will you stand up for me, please? <laughs> he had his, his uh, groomsmen, because he's an ex football player here for the Atlanta team, yeah, yeah. And uh, all his guys were standing outside, looked like they were about ready to murder the bishop, okay? 
but he made it. Thank you, Willie, for being here. We appreciate you. That's Elder Willie uh, over there. Wow. So that was a, a historic day, but he made it. So there are all kinds of backstories like that, and as I remember, I'll, I'll bring them to you, okay? Bishop, you taught us from the beginning, and you always have um, made sure that we know these four things. In fact, I probably, he has repeated them so many times here in this church and in other places that you are going to help me today. And it's from Genesis 1:26. It's in the beginning of the Bible, and they are principles that he has taught from the beginning. And uh, there are four M's, four M's. And if you've never heard them, you need to write them down because he gave us the purpose of marriage in the four M's. Number one, can someone tell me just one, the first one that uh, we're supposed to be doing? Nope, that's not number one. Say it again. No, who said mirror? Who said mirror? John. The first one is to mirror the image of God. We are supposed to be, how many of you remember these words? Distinguishable yet indivisible. Bishop has taught us that. And then I heard a second one. Somebody said manage. Who said that? Yes. Okay, Derek. I know that you were taught this. And they are... Um, uh, are people who actually teach finances here, uh, Derek and Regina, so they remember the management part. We were taught that the second M is to manage the creation. Um, and he also taught us that whoever was the most gifted uh, handled uh, the finances, but to remember that there's always a priority and importance. Do you remember those two things I'm teaching? And the man is, uh, Christ is the head of the church and under Christ is every man. And so he taught us that men rule the head and they are the heads of the household. Amen. Um, what's number three? So we have mirror the image of God. We have managed the creation. What is number three? Come on guys. I know you like this part. Mutual, mutual satisfaction. Yes, that's number three. And he talked to us about our sexual experience that God planned. Amen? And he taught us that uh, singles without marriage have sex, but marrieds make love and renew covenant. Amen. And then the last one he taught us was then multiply because it is our um, purpose to multiply a godly generation and teaching them and we are to continue the Father's ways uh, as um, uh, in gen in, for generations. That's the reason he, he taught us things like uh, even with his own children and grandchildren, he said, Johnsons don't lie. Amen? And if you ask Deuce, you'll find out that it's reached already down to the grandchildren. Uh-huh. 
and that they will get burned big time uh, if um, they are caught lying. So the character of God and all of those things we are to take down to, from generation to generation. He taught us wonderful things like uh, uh, leaving, cleaving, and weaving. Yes, leaving, cleaving, and weaving. For a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife or spouse, and the two shall become one flesh. And so he taught us, he named it leaving, cleaving, and weaving. And do you remember how you're supposed to leave? First, leave physically. He taught us how that um, Adam and God had everything created and ready. The grass was there and the sky was there and all the animals were named and everything was in place before the woman made the scene. Yes. And so he, uh, a man should be that person to um, give the um, supply, supply everything uh, uh, for the family. And so you should have, I'm going to say it this, this way, you Southerners will understand this. You should have a pot and a window. You know what that means, right? Uh -huh. A pot and a window to throw it at them. Uh -huh. We expect you to have a place to bring that bride. Amen. So leave physically. The second way is leave emotionally. Bishop taught us that you should begin to depend on each other and not go back to your mamas and your daddies for dependence. But you be should become an independent new family. Number three, you should leave spiritually. Um, that new head of household should take responsibility and he should begin to be the head of that household and begin to give direction as to what is God and how is God leading that family. And uh, we ran into some little snags. And so a lot of the men's ministry came out of the fact that sometimes the woman was more spiritually uh, mature and the man needed some coaching. And so Bishop actually took it upon himself, Daniel Daniel, and began to teach the men what they are supposed to do and how they're supposed to lead their families. And so... They are, be, they are supposed to be the spiritual head. So they should then, the woman uh, Mary, then she would depend on that new head for spiritual direction. And the fourth way that you should leave is financially, to get out your daddy's pocket. Yes? Or your mama's pocket or whomever else you uh, have depended upon. Um, Bishop taught us... Uh, uh, gave us many books and many resources. One of them was the five la love languages. And this helped a lot of couples to learn how to relate one uh, with one another. One of the ways that we have learned that couples uh, relate is, let me hear from you, name one of the five love languages, any one of them. 
touch. Somebody said touch one at a time, please. Somebody said touch and then say it again. Acts of service. Words of affection. Words of affirmation, actually. Words of affirmation. Say it again. Quality time spent, absolutely. And there's one more. Gifts and surprises, yes. Guess what? Bishop told me that one of his love languages is gifts and surprises. That's, where, that's why for the last three weeks, and we will finish next week, Every week, he has not known a thing about any of these services. He didn't, when he came today, and we came to the door, and they wouldn't open the door for the bishop, because this is the bishop's house, you know. When he came to the door, he said, what are we doing to me again? Last week, he was a little salty with me because he said, why did you change the service from morning until night at 6 o'clock? And last week he found out that there were other pastors and ministers who wanted to come, and they had their regular services at, in the morning, and so I changed the service to 6 so that they could come and honor him. So today when he came and he was at that door, and no one was walking on that aisle down there. And as we were walking, I said, you know, I have never walked on a runner, a bridal runner before in my whole life. And I said, this is my first time. And one of the ways that he has honored you as couples is that he has made sure that you had excellent and wonderful weddings, even though we did not. He is a wonderful man, I tell you. <laughs> he also taught us two things that he said, they're like an American Express card. Don't leave home without them. Anybody remember what those two things are? All right, good, I'll tell you. Forgiveness and repentance. He said, you will never have a successful marriage without the ability to forgive and to repent yourself. Let's see. He taught men how to spank their wives. He did. He taught them how to do that. Todd, have you ever been taught how to spank your wife? Yes, you've been taught. Can you stand right here and demonstrate for us, please, how to spank your wife? You learned this from Bishop, right? Were you there when he taught? Okay. You, you, uh, <laughs> no, you child. You, you, you spank her on both cheeks, don't you? Yes, that's how Bishop taught us to spank our wives. Give him a hand. He taught us so many wonderful things. Uh, he taught us about the components of marriage. He taught us that when you come into a sanctuary, 
that the bride's uh, family sits on one side and the husband's family or the groom's family sits on the other because it is a sign of covenant. And as the couple come down the aisle, like the illustration that Jesus gave, he came between the two parts. And when there was blood shed, that the two parts then became one. And so forever, those two families would become joined. And he taught us about the ring ceremony. He taught us that there should be a, give, uh, a ring given, and that ring should symbolize infinity. It should not be a broken part on that uh, ring. He taught us about, um, let's see, oh, th simple stuff like throwing rice. I don't think you can do it anymore because they, they swear that the rice uh, swells up and is hurting the birds now. But anyway... Uh, they want you to throw seed now, but um, just a simple thing like throwing rice was a symbol of fruitfulness. And there's so many other elements and parts to a wedding that uh, tradition has brought ab about. He taught us all of those things because a lot of us came from families where that was not the case. There was a lot of people who went to the justice of the peace. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we believe that it's a wonderful thing to get married in the house of God, since that's where covenant began. Um, he taught us that unless there is an authority like a justice of the peace or a pastor or someone in authority, unless that doesn't happen, unless that proclamation doesn't happen, then the status of the two didn't become one until the actual proclamation. I pronounce you husband and wife. And then... Um, Bishop has married couples in the hallway, down the hall, on the stairwell. I remember one couple uh, that were uh, needing to, not needing as to can't wait, but it was extenuating circumstances, and he said, I'm going to do it today. And right in the hallway, right down the hall, on the middle stairs, he actually married a couple. Uh, we have married couples in our home. There were actually couples who came and said their vows right there. And whoever was at our house that particular day, they became the witnesses. And it, we just happened to have had a leftover bir birthday cake, and that was the wedding cake. And we made it work, and uh, we had another person there was a photographer, and we have their wedding pictures still. And that person brought, <laughs> there have been so many um, different uh, ways and means that we have uh, given to this marriage institution. Of course, a lot of them were perf performed right here and many beautiful venues all throughout um, the United States and here in Georgia. And not only has he um, performed marriages, but... He was committed to and dedicated to the repair and the restoration of broken marriages. Because how many of you know that along the way, sometimes we let down on some of those vows that we made in the beginning. And Bishop has been committed to 
making sure that those vows are kept. I want to go over those five vows and just point out the basic things because how many of you know some people are writing their own vows now and some of these things are not included, but these are the traditional vows. Number one, that you would love and cherish. This is very, very important because love is that component that overlooks a multitude of faults and keeps you together when things don't always go right. Amen. Number two, the vow says for richer or for poorer. Uh, a lot of you have been uh, in situations where every need was not met and you maybe were angry at one another or you were disappointed or things weren't like you expected them to be. However, the vows for richer or for poorer should keep you together. The third one is in sickness and in health. I uh, want to point to you uh, one couple that's here. Uh, I saw them earlier. Where's Mr. and Mrs. Brown? She's right there. Can you stand just for a moment? And he's back there on the camera lifting his hand. He had it up up there. Mr. Brown's on the camera back there. There he is. Uh, Mrs. Brown has been in, um, what do you call it, dialysis for more than 20, am I right? 22 years she has been uh, on dialysis. And this man in the um, presence and uh, extenuating circumstances and all of the ins and outs, they have remained faithfully married. Uh, and we want to commend you today for keeping that vow in sickness and in health. Number four is forsaking all others. There are a lot of you who have had to uh, reconsider this one and there have been places where the ball has been dropped. However, when we go back to the two things that Bishop taught us about the American Express card, the forgiveness and the repentance, there is still room for you to go on, amen? And lastly, I want to uh, remind you of the fifth vow, and that is, till death do you part. And I have a, a brilliant um, example this morning of a man who um, stayed in a hospital room and slept on the, you know, that, that chair that folds down and sometimes uh, they're comfortable, sometimes they're not. But I have a man in the audience that slept on that chair for uh, right at a year because he wanted to be with his wife until she finally made her transition. Eugene, will you stand? Thank you for your undying faithfulness to your wife until the end.
Bishop Johnson, not only did you teach us these wonderful principles, but you have led the way in your example. And for 47 years, you have exemplified what covenant looks like. I already said it, today was our first time walking down a church aisle because we did not have a formal church wedding. But you have helped hundreds of others prepare their lives to prepare for their lives together. You have raised three wonderful children who represent God and who are now exemplifying um, what you have taught. Bishop Flynn Johnson, as the marriage master, I love you. I appreciate all the sacrifice, all the many hours that you have taken from me and from our children and invested in other couples so that the kingdom of God would be um, extended. And today we honor you as the marriage master. And it is ab my absolute pleasure to be your wife and to be the mother of your children and to be able to speak and give accolades and honor to you because you deserve every bit of it. Would you stand and let these wonderful people see the real marriage master, Bishop Flynn Johnson. Yes, would you stand? You may be seated. We have um, Elder Yule coming to the stage. We're going to give him a few moments. How many of you know he had knee surgery? Had an actual knee replacement. And we are grateful for he and Jane. I thought they were gonna be uh, one of the uh, oldest um, ones that we had married. But um, who did it end up being? We, we Oh, Herbert and Beverly, yes. Just a quick story about them. Um, as one of the oldest that we've um, married, Herbert and Beverly did not come traditionally through the church, but they came through our business. We were in the Amway business, and we kept inviting them to our church along the way, and we kept living before them what we felt like they deserved. And uh, they caught on, and they've been with us for um, over 30 years now, in fact, uh, can I have those of you, again, who have been married 25 uh, years or more that Bishop Johnson has married, can I get you to stand one more time? Please. Wow. Wow. <laughs> those of you who are visiting with us, um, you came back from other churches. Thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate you coming back to say thank you to Bishop Johnson. I think we've spoken to most all of you. We made our way to you. Uh, we also have um, Pastor Todd and Ingrid Pickett from Virginia visiting with us this morning. Uh, they don't miss nothing, right? <laughs> if Metro's doing it, they try to be here. 
Um, also, uh, you met him earlier because uh, Pastor Christopher called him up, but you didn't see his wife. His younger brother, Steve and Alicia, are here. Would you stand? This is Stephen Edward <laughs> and his wife, Alicia. And uh, many more friends and loved ones are here for th this weekend. Last night, we went to a concert honoring Bishop's brother, Richard Johnson. And it was a concert of nothing but his music. And it was absolutely fabulous. There were people that sang um, from all over. Um, it was a great night of tribute to him. And his family, um, we, if you hang on just a little while longer and make sure that you're here, next week you'll see some more of his family that are actually here. They're going to be here. This week starts for us the related pastors meeting. So a lot of our pastors are going to be coming in from all over the country. We're going to be together this week, and then we'll culminate with a banquet on Saturday night, and then Sunday morning, uh, make sure that Pastor Stevie hears this, Sunday morning next week, we're, we're not going to meet at 10 o'clock, and we're not going to meet at 8 o'clock. We're going to meet at 12 o'clock, because we will have partied for a while on Saturday night, okay? Saturday night, we're having a banquet at the Academy of Medicine, and for those of you who still want to get tickets, I have a few left. So make sure you see, where's Penny? Is she here? If you would stand, please, ma'am. Make sure you see Penny. If you need a ticket and want a ticket, make sure you see Penny to get your, the last of the tickets today. All right? And we will come back next week to end this whole month of celebration. And you know what? I just want to point something out to you. When we were gone two weeks on a Mediterranean cruise, that was his birthday gift, by the way, from me. And we had a wonderful time. And then we had the women's encounter, and he didn't have to speak. And then we had the men's encounter, and he didn't have to speak. And then the first week we honored him, the second week we honored him, this week is the third week we honored him, and next week will be one more. Bishop will have had a two-month rest. And it has been our absolute pleasure to prepare for him times of edification and honor. And thank you for all of your hard work. Krishana and Renee, thank you for the beautiful wedding decorations today. Isn't it beautiful today? We appreciate all of you who have done special things. We appreciate you. Would you welcome to the stage um, Elder Yule and Jane Crawford? I mean, let's give the Lord praise for Lady Carolyn, the message she gave this morning. I was thinking about something Bishop Johnson has often said. Lady Carolyn is the proof of his ministry. Amen. She's the endorsement of God for his ministry. You can look at what qualifies him to stand in this pulpit and lead this congregation. It's his devout love and commitment to Lady Carolyn. 
I think we should give Lady Carolyn another hand. Amen. Of appreciation. In fact, stand. Amen.